What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Middlecoff! Hey, me Super Bowl hates! You know, I was thinking. Uh, you know, I was thinking the other day. Well, I was at the gym. That, I was at the gym. I was looking out the window, and I saw somebody with a vanity plate go by. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, I think my next car, I'm gonna go vanity plate. Hey, behaves. When you say vanity plate, you just mean their own personal yeah, signature like per- on it, like the personalized plate. Like you know, I could go like, you could go, you know, like H B Y H B E S. Hey, behaves. Yeah. I've always I, I've always judged. Uh, uh, what? But it's cool. Did but, you make up the name Vanity Plate? I've never heard that before. No, I thought that's what it's called. I thought people just got personalized plates. Or yeah, I guess I don't know for whatever. I've always called them Vanity. Vanity kind of has a negative connotation. Yeah, well, I mean, it should. You're putting your own well, name on your license plate. <laughs> what? But some a lot do a lot of people do their names or just like you know maybe their business. Yeah, yeah random things. Yeah, like Fleet One. Like that's not a Vanity Plate. That's just your your private car service but uh, I, I, might, I might just put like f you there you go you could do that or i l o v c o p s i love cops you I know because they're always seeing that plate that's there not a go. bad idea there you go cut you off i mean there's a million things you could do yeah uh back off back off but i just thought like you know how about a heavy haves maybe i'll do that yeah, I mean, I, I've never, I mean, I'm all about branding. So, you know, you want a brand, you know, do ham, it. Ham pod? Ham pod? Uh, ham yeah, pod? what about promo code? What about E-A-Z-E? Promo code ham? E-A-Z-E? Promo code ham? Yes. Uh, I've gotten, you know, you got, you got options. I've gotten a lot of people in the last uh, 48 hours that have uh, said, hey, uh, you guys got ease on the podcast? Uh, and the answer is yes. And, and then the reply is yes. So go use it. E-A-Z-E dot com. The best delivery platform to get the best legal, licensed, fully tested marijuana products delivered to you in the state of California. If you're 21 or older, you get verified in minutes. Uh, get on it. I know if you live in the city, it's already there. Different spots of the East Bay or the South Bay. 
depends where you're at to have them deliver. But if they don't, if they don't deliver to you now, they are coming. Like my county, for example, will be in the next week in, in Contra Costa County. So they are coming. Go sign up now. They'll alert you when they're ready. Promo code HAM. We are, you know, we were visionaries here. We know what you want. We know we got a lot of smoker CBD users, just like a little uh, little marijuana, cannabis, well, we whatever have, in their life. Yeah, because our listeners are on planet Earth. That's why. Yes, because <laughs> they live, especially the ones that live in the state of California, yeah. and we are here for you. So promo code HAM. You get $20 off uh, your purchase. And over fifty dollar purchase, right? Free delivery. Yeah. How does it? How do you beat that? Twenty bucks off your order. So that's even if you're already uh, an Ease user, you don't. It's not, it's not just for a first time uh, purchaser on Ease. Uh, and Super Bowl's coming up, so we'll tell you more about it. Uh, later not in not the to be a vanity podcaster, but I think for the most part, we've had pretty sweet deals on this show. I do. I do think we have. <laughs> like when we say, "Hey, support the pod," it's like it's not like you're just donating money. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's not like we're asking you to do dumb shit. Like we're, we give you pretty cool stuff. That's right. Uh, <laughs> you know? Like, like I mean, here, again, you're gonna do this anyway. Berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click the microphone. Use the promo code Ham. We appreciate all the support, however you give it. And again, this is a great. This is a product we've been using for years. Valentine's Day, stra- strawberries dipped in chocolate. Yeah, uh, I, I like the. I like again, the white as you chocolate said, John. One. We're Let's not go to berries promoting products that suck. I know berries b e r r i e s. Go to click on the microphone promo code ham nineteen ninety dollars nineteen ninety nine. Uh, like a box of berries are cold. It's, it's great. And again, like part of the reason we do this is because Haberman just bought a Porsche and he needs to pay for it. So come on, yeah. support the goddamn podcast. You'll see it. Vanity plate, hey behaves. Yeah, I, I could see that. That'd be a power move. I did see Lund the other day. Our friend John Lund from Terrestrial Radio KNBR tweeted. Where'd you see him? Huh? Where'd you see him? Well, I haven't finished. I saw him. I saw on Instagram that he took a photo of a Porsche and was like, "Winner in California." And at first, it I thought it was a photo of his own Porsche. I was like, "Damn!" All right, Lund, I see you. Got that Tolbert cash. So, uh, did you see I Lund? You, I, did you see him the other I, day? Was he in a Porsche? I, I, I have not seen him, but. Is he's is is he from Chicago? I know his dad. They were big Cubs fans. Maybe it was like, did you see some of the temperatures John, in Chicago? I, I'll tell you this: Wednesday, I was all over. If anybody put a boiling water video on Twitter, I watched it. I watched them all. People just boiling cups of water, throwing them out into the cold, and the, it just just disappear, just dissipates into like steam, smoke, and like little crystals. It was incredible. I saw I saw coward retweeted today this picture of this guy saying he was on one of the rare flights into Chicago today and kind of when they were entering the city uh what's what's that lake is it Michigan uh never been there so uh, whatever the lake is that kind of bumps up against the city it was just frozen I mean it looks so fucking cold I, I can't it was I don't know it was 62 yesterday a little chillier today a little rain but I, I don't think it dipped below 55 you know but again it's cold for me yeah, I. Uh, but I, I wouldn't do the wind chills of negatives. Like I, when, I, when I see frost on the inside of your house, you, you see one, probably, one guy put a video. He showered, and when he came out, any little like area where air gets into his apartment was just like frosted over. Well, last weekend I was walking in F within that. the last like seven or eight days. I vividly remember I had to park kind of far away and walking into the gym, and it was a cold day. 
So it was probably like right around 40. And it was just like, God, this is, you realize I fucking despise the cold. Like you're always like, God, it's too hot. I, I love the heat. I hate well, the cold. Well, I got to ask this. What is hate. the cold? What's the cold equivalent of one? Like what it, it however hot 115 is, what's the cold equivalent of that? You think? Mm, probably like, uh, probably single digits. Yeah, I think so. Oh, one fifteen is pretty high. One fifteen's hot, but I've been in one fifteen more than I've been in five. I've been in five too, and I would rather be in one fifteen than in five. One thousand percent. One, I, I functioned in one ten. No problem. Yeah, your body okay. moves. Your car starts. You just honestly you stay looser. You know, yeah, you just gotta hydrate. That's, that's right. When you're an elite competi- elite competitor, you stay loose. But I'm just saying, like, if you're just you just feel you sweat. It's or It's hard to breathe. I will stiff. say that sometimes if it's muggy, it's like. Well, I, I do think Fresno more than probably like Sac got had a humid feel to it. Maybe it was just when it's that hot, it's that thick. But I've been in Arizona no. when it was super hot. It didn't feel that thick. Well, yeah, they always say that, right? No, it's a, it's a dry heat. Yeah. Which And there is something to it. Uh, there's no wind in Fresno either. Like in Sac or in Davis, we we get a little breeze, you know. Delta breeze, John. It's, it's called that Delta breeze, it's guy. That Delta breeze. Uh, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM. So all this stuff, uh, there's reasons to use all of the products that HAM Again, is guy, guy's trying to buy his wife now, Mercedes, so keep <laughs> us afloat. Yeah. I mean, this life ain't cheap. All right. Super Bowl. Uh, by the way, we're, you know what's hard, I think, is to look back. I was trying to do this this morning. To look back at Super Bowls and remember how hyped you were going into that game. Personally? So, yeah. Well, for example, like uh, last year's Super Bowl was great. I'm pretty sure I was fired up about that game going in. I think I was. But I'm just looking back. I'm having trouble. Like, I remember how I felt going into Ravens Niners. I don't quite remember you, how I felt going into Did you into, have a radio show for that game? Yes. So that added a lot of hype. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the most, I mean, the, the, when it came here again, a little biased cause we felt it, we were working on radio row. I ended up going to the game, but just, you could, the buildup of it just being in this area felt, I mean, it felt big. They rarely. Uh, even, yeah. I mean, I being there, it was pretty sweet. I was going to say, rarely are these games not built up in a way that you, that feels real. Right. But I, I do think like you lived in the city I was coming to the city every day. You felt the kind of the juice in the city. There were just a lot of people there on that main street. Now it was opposite where you live, but it, it was and nowhere near the actual Super Bowl. But yeah, yeah, there was a there was kind of just a, a vibe to it. I, I yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's tough. There is not fatigue, but I mean, the Patriots are at this point now where they basically just become the Yankees. So it's just. It, it adds to big TV ratings and stuff, but I, I it's hard to like, what other storyline are you going to give me about fucking Belichick or Tom? You know, we, we've heard it all. So part of it is when you have a clash of the two, like whenever you get Peyton hadn't been there forever. So like when he made it and then the Seattle made it, like there's just not some crazy storylines with this game because one of the team literally does not have storylines. It's like, stop calling yourself underdogs. Like that's the storyline. Like no one believes you guys. Right, but like, does I it think matter? That's part of it. But I also think the point of being an underdog is that if you believe it and it value, it's a value for you. Well, I'm not saying they don't. You're believe just saying it's why people they, are tired of them. Like you guys yeah, are the favorites. Like, Stop acting like you're not the favorites. 
I'd argue in the last like 10 years, again, a little biased here, the Harbaugh Brothers Super Bowl is like an all-timer, right? Yes. We had brothers coaching against each other, and one of them was like a legit kind of loon, you know? And the other one's sneaky crazier too, but he at least kind of plays off as normal. Like the Harbaugh family, like that's that's an all-time Super Bowl storyline, is yeah. it not? Yeah. The different John Blinks, I think, is probably the main difference between the two of them. But Bro, I, it was I wild. Saw, they did the press conference with their parents. I, I saw a picture. It's insane. Back in the day of, uh, you know, the we always loved doing the breakdown of the coaches photo. And yeah. it was like 11 or 12, and Jim was wearing the outfit. Like, everyone's wearing normal clothes. It's and it's just like you forget what a loon Like at a is. family reunion or something. Yeah, it's like, Jim, why are you – he has the hat on. Well, wasn't there like an HBO, you know, thing on them and they go to Gettysburg or something and Jim is is wearing the outfit? You're saying the two of them. Yeah, wasn't there like a fa- – like a? I think it was like an HBO Real Sports and it's like the whole family is like going to Gettysburg. I, I'm sure that's possible. Or something like that, right? And it's or maybe it was like Arlington Cemetery. I don't know. It wasn't Arlington. It might have been Gettysburg. And like Jim is in I think I I gotta go back and watch find this, but I'm pretty sure Jim was on in some level of the outfit. Maybe not fully tucked into khakis, but now one thing I and I think people are tired of it a little bit, like one kind of storyline watching the Goodell press conference earlier this week, and just something that hasn't died really is the Saints getting screwed. Like there is usually if there's some carryover from one of the games, like something crazy happens, that can kind of keep you. This one, it's like we're all just kind of tired of it. Even yeah. Sean Payton was like, it's not going to change. Right. Because I, I was thinking about the year after the Harbaugh Bowl, we had Seattle got in, and that was like the Crabtree Richard Sherman thing. Like that kind of carries for a couple weeks mm-hmm. on top of Payton versus this Russell Wilson and Pete. Also, it's like Marshawn won't talk to the media. Is he the worst human alive? I mean, I don't think we got anything close to that going on right now. Yeah. No, but we got this game, and it's a good game. And uh, uh, the Patriots are still two-and-a-half-point favorites. What do you think of this game? We have not – we've talked about – we'll talk about a few different things, elements of this game. But what do you just think – do you still feel good about the Patriots winning the football game? I I saw Steve Young on PTI the other day, and uh, it's like, God, the Patriots are better. You know, they got Brady Belichick. He's like – we all like it, it was it was kind of common knowledge at the beginning of the year everyone's like god the rams are really sweet. Now it's like we're trying to find excuses like they're just really good. They've been good from the start, they've been good to the finish. He's like they went on the road to New Orleans. We just saw it. Now they got a little lucky with a call or whatever, but they were getting their ass kicked and then they came storming back. Like they are elite. You know, they are a damn good team. And I start thinking Patriots are good, but you know, I is it crazy to think the Rams might win this? You know, I, I've been going back and forth. Like, from a gambling standpoint, you just bet on them just because, like, the entire country of gamblers are betting on the Patriots. So I would take the two and a half. But I'm starting to think, like, is Sean McVay just going to be a Super Bowl champ here in 48 hours? It feels like it, even though I kind of think the, I think the Patriots are going to win. But it does. what you just said feels really real to me. I, if I said it, if I gave you this situation... The Patriots play Somebody, in weird Super Bowls. They do, which means this situation probably won't come true, but here's the situation. Somebody wins this game by two touchdowns. That would be a, the Patriots in their eight Super Bowls have all been one-score games. Right, so it's, it would be an abnormality. So somebody wins this game by two touchdowns. Which one feels like it'd be easier to believe won it by two touchdowns? Uh, 
Your answer could be, I have, I can't even picture that. That's, I, that's I don't an okay know. Yeah, it's, I, it's hard for me to picture that because I, I've seen like the Patriots clearly don't die. Like they, they could be down to thirty to nothing. They're going to keep swinging. The Rams, I, I got to give them some credit. They earned, you know, some equity in that game that they just played in because they were getting mollywopped. And I was like, God, this is fucking blowout city. And they just, so they didn't flinch on the road. So I, I, I find it hard to believe, guy. I do too. The answer for me, just in my my stomach, is that if somebody wins by two touchdowns, it's the Rams. The um, Patriots have come out flat before, right? It happened three years ago, or two. I mean, that took when a miracle. The Falcons. You talk about a miracle. That was a miracle. Uh, and I also just think, like, are you going to beat? Like to your point, the Patriots have been in all these close ones. Are they going to? It could be as simple as who has the ball last, and you would trust it maybe because of what the Rams did against the Saints. They just got to get in position, and they can be from down two to kick in the game-winning field goal. That could happen. Um, but I, I just feel I do, like close, I, I do think Jared has gonna, some qualities that work for the Super Bowl. Just I mean, being his, calm, not being too excited. Yeah, he, he, a lot of people pretend to be somebody. Like if you're an athlete, you emulate somebody, and you tend to emulate somebody who has some of the qualities that you value. Now, Joe Montana just was an all-time great, so that's an easy one for a lot of people running around wanting to be Joe Montana and don't have the qualities. But I do think I don't think there's nothing to the idea that Jared's favorite player was Joe Cool. Like I don't think that's nothing. And and it, when you interact with Jared or you hear the stories about him or you see him interact, you go, there is just this low-key kind of easy to get along with thing going on here. That yeah, I buy if you tell me there's a story about golf in the huddle just being chill in the pressure pack moment, I think that's him being him. Like, I do think that's who he is. I thought you were going to tell a story about, like, farting or something. Did you see those photos from Chicago? No, what? Apparently when you fart in, like, minus 50, it crystallizes on the back of your pants. Now, maybe I'm getting Mike Francesa here, and that's fake, but I saw a few of those photos circulating uh, Wednesday on Twitter. Like, when you fart in minus 25... You know, it, it creates a, a mark, like a well, crystallized you mark thing. on your pants. John Middlecoff's going to look that up when we uh, when we sign off this bad boy. I'll send you I'll send you one of the uh, things right now. But yeah, I mean i I think it's a great. I just think it's a pretty good Super Bowl because it feels like now. I guess you you probably argue all fucking Super Bowls feel going into it. I mean, you're getting two really good teams. Uh, but I, I'm starting to think like it's not going to be as crazy if if the Rams win, and I'd say it. It'd be, of all the Super Bowl winners in recent memory, I mean, Philly, it was crazy because of Foles. But looking back, I mean, they were the one seed. They, their team was stacked. It's not like they had this overachieving bunch. And they had been such an elite franchise forever, right? Like, the Rams kind of just come out of nowhere. It'd be a little Warriors-like, right? Well, they went 0-60 to 60 pretty fast. But but they were a very popular... Once we got to this preseason before this year, they were a very popular Super Bowl champion but it, pick. But it had just happened from last year. Yeah. Like, they went from being nothing to something quick. You're right. They did have the year buffer. It's not like they won at year one. But I, I just think the overall... Like, for the league, if you were looking at it from a big-picture standpoint, and we talked a little bit about it Wednesday from the Niners standpoint... You probably want the Rams to win, yeah, because it'd be huge for your market in L.A. The Patriots are clearly going to be really good next year, like you said. Brady's in that rare fucking group of guys that lost back-to-back Super Bowls, so that adds a little storyline. He's going to be the first guy to lose three straight, you know, underdogs. Uh, did it, it'd be kind of big for the league to like 
did you say this the other day that you think McVeigh is kind of one of the face of the league and you're not yeah. wrong? Yeah. Like he, it, you, it would be undeniable if he wins this game, especially if they had like part of Philly special. It feels like like Doug got credit, Nick got credit, but it was like a moment for Philly. Like Philly shined, right? The Eagles, Philly special. The Eagles did it. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of a group effort. Like if if McVeigh does a quote unquote Philly special to like double pass to. Goff to Higby to Woods, McVeigh. It'll be McVeigh. It'll be the brilliance of this, of this thirty-three-year-old next Bill Walsh. It's all we already kind of consider him that, but it'd be undeniable with Super Bowl, right? I think if we had like a, a, a like one of those bubbles where the the, the words that get mentioned the most are the biggest word bubbles. I guess I guess Doug got credit for Philly special. Word he wrote cloud. a book. He did, but but then but Foles was a big part of it, and Trey Burton threw the pass, and he got paid. Out, <laughs> Nick yeah. wanted to be the one to call it, and I I agree with what you're saying. Like this is not about long suffering fans at all. Like that's you know this is not the Cubs. This is not Philly. This is nobody believed in our city. Like no one believed in our town. This has nothing to do with any of that. This is people who just became a Rams fan two years ago getting a gift. Um, this is about Stan Kroenke's big bet paying off. But uh, I think if we had like a word cloud, McVay would be one of the five most said words around the NFL this year. I mean, it's just he's the star. He's a star. Well, and and he's going to be whether they win or lose this thing. But if they win it, it's going to be an unstoppable force. You know, when is. Walsh kind of became – by the time we were like – Sports fans, he was already an established all-time great. But even when they won first and then his kind of legend grew in the 80s, he was old, right? He didn't get the job. Part of it was like it took him forever to get – like he had gray hair. I think he was like 60 years old, right? Maybe 59 or whatever when he got the job. He did not get the job at 40. Like his big rival, I'd probably say, in the 80s was Parcells. Like they became in the mid-80s like – I heard on Russo yesterday he was interviewing some guy that covered Parcells and was just giving great stories about him and Walsh's rivalry. For a long time, like, Walsh kind of looked down upon Parcells. Like, he was this young, brash Jersey guy, younger, right, like 40. Walsh was like 60 and putting his time forever. But then then Parcells and Bill started kind of kicking his ass. They got after him a couple times in playoff games. So then Walsh kind of had to fucking dip his – like, this – they had a mutual respect. Like at first, Parcells was like, "That's the guy I'm gunning for," right? He had already been on chop a couple times, uh, and then he finally took him down. But it was fascinating. Like Parcells was kind of this—he wasn't quote unquote sexy because he was kind of chubby. But you, he, but he was this younger guy, you know. That part of it is youth. Like, do you have a lot of staying power, right? Well, and it also makes it. I think we love to project. And so when you're young, when you're in your 30s and you win a Super Bowl, we can start talking about how many are you, you going to win six? If you're 55 when you win your first Super Bowl, no one's talking about are you going to win six. I mean, you got you do technically, you got time, but you got to win them in like a 15-year span. McVay, John, if he, he's not 40 yet, which means if he just coaches, first of all, is he going to coach at least 70? Like, is that going to happen? A, let's say it is because that's just what coaches tend to just keep coaching. But let's say he does. His his next contract guy is going to be so big. It's going to, yeah, it's going to be huge. And uh, he, you know, the only thing that's going to stop him is like, does it get stale and does he decide that he can make as much money doing Monday Night Football? <laughs> you know, if, if if he gets tired of it. But if he wins a Super Bowl 
if he's one of the best coaches in the league and he just wins a Super Bowl every six years, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's not forty yet. Parcells just so, looked it up was was forty five when he won his first Super Bowl, but he kind of looked a little younger. Yeah, and that I, wouldn't you say forty five in the mid eighties feels kind of like mid thirties now. They're like millennials. You always think younger guys are coming. No, I'm just because it was just harder for younger people to get jobs back in the day. It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I just think you start thinking, if you win yeah. one before you're 40, are you going to win five? Are you going to, are we watching yeah. what's going to turn out to be one of the greatest coaches of all time? That's, I mean, that's what being young helps create is like, well, so especially in a, in a, in his city. Right. Right. I mean, it's the city of stars and he, in the, in the city of the Dodgers of, of SC football of the Lakers and LeBron and Hollywood. And he would immediately become just a, Someone everyone's gonna want to become get their hands on. I, I, I'd have to check his age, but anything you've ever read or heard about, like that, kind of happened to Pat Riley. Now Pat was from Kentucky, like he was already kind of a big deal, but he became Pat fucking Riley in L.A. in Hollywood. McVeigh gonna start wearing uh, suits, expensive double. But he does. I mean, have you seen what he wears to the games? Like he's got a three piece. He looks pretty good. Yeah, but I, <laughs> you know, I. I there's a natural element with that. You know, he's dating a supermodel. Does he, or not, not a supermodel, but I think she's a, I don't know what she is, but does he have a couple models in the next couple of years? He just becomes. My thing with him is, do you think it's hard for him to find pants that fit? Because his, I mean, his thighs are obviously, I mean, he obviously squats, like he squats, right? You think he works out every day? He better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he yeah. doesn't, I'm going to be so pissed. Because you think he's like thirty-two waist, but he's got thick thighs. Well, his his pants like they they're very yeah. tight, and I'm looking at him. They're like Lulu. They're not like super skinny jeans. I think he's just jacked. Yeah, I, I he think just, he's jacked too. You know, I mean, he. Uh, but but again, dudes that like you know uh, just hit the gym to look good. Like I don't. Do they squat as much as they bench? Like he clearly to me squats. I I I just think there's an element. And we forget Full this scouting report here on McVay. Yeah, because there's never been a football coach. I mean, Pete was the last one. You become a – like Bruce Bochy, really big deal. Won three fucking Super Bowls. He's not like a rock star. We don't really do that around here, right? Like Tommy Lasorda, Pat Riley, Harbaugh Pete Carroll. Harbaugh was, though. Who? Harbaugh was around here, a rock star. He was, he was a rare one, but – he left so fast, but it, it was like yeah, a real was, rock star. Was, would. It, he soon. was a rock star. Gone too he, soon. He he was a rock star, and I think McVeigh will immediately become like what Harbaugh was for a short period of time, uh, and what Pat Riley became, what Phil Jackson was in L.A., what Pete Carroll. It, it's gonna it goes to another level, and I think L.A. and New York are like that. Harbaugh was a. It's to me like I don't know if Kyle. Let's say he wins a Super Bowl. He'd be a really big deal, but I don't know if he'd even have quite the gym. Like the gym's an all. I think Jim's an outlier. I, I agree with you. Uh, speaking of uh, getting in early on a uh, great product like like young young Sean McVeigh, it's great to have ease as a part of the podcast, John. We told you about it. We've been telling you about it, and we would encourage you to jump in on it, whether you're already an active ease user or not. When you go to EAZE.com and use our promo code HAM, you get $20 off your order with that promo code. 
It's the best delivery platform to get the best legal license and fully tested marijuana products delivered to you in this great state of California as long as you're 21 or over. Yeah, that's the key. 21 or over. Uh, E-A-Z-E. Partners with a dispensary near you. So you're helping out local businesses. I actually had someone that listened to the podcast yesterday tweet out me and say, I own a dispensary down in L.A. I'm fired up to have you guys on board. I say, God damn it, I love impacting the community. Yes. We are on board, guys. That's awesome. So you just go to I, – I, I'm a big sour diesel guy doing the using the pen. Uh, they obviously have different edibles, you know, actual marijuana cannabis to deliver to you. I, again, I'm a sour diesel pen guy. They deliver it to your house. If they're not in your county, they will be in your county soon. Like I've been saying, they're coming to Contra Costa County. Check out EAZE.com. That's EAZE.com for regular discounts and price drops. Gets $20 off, guy. $20 off your delivery. Promo code HAM. That's what we hang our hat on this show. Promo code HAM. That's right. Promo code HAM. Super Bowl's coming up. If you haven't tried it yet, what a great chance to start. Uh, we did find out. We got answered the question about where Little Armenia is. What would you say? Fairfax? Yeah. In Mid-City. Uh, I, I, got, I got some more research for you, John. This from uh, USA Today. Also, you get free delivery over $50. Oh, that's right. And come on, that's easy to get there. Uh, USA Today survey, they polled more uh, more than 650 professional chefs around the country. All members of the ACF, of course, John, the American Culinary Federation. They asked them, what are the trendiest items for 2019? Number two on the list, a zero-waste kitchen. That's a big deal. <laughs> But number one on the list, seventy-seven percent. What, what does zero waste kitchen mean? I don't know. Like all your avocado scraps turn into like entrees the next day. I'm not sure. Uh, but seventy percent. I just. I think it means you use more than you throw out. I got you. Seventy percent of uh, the uh, American Culinary Federation chefs said that CBD drinks are the trendiest item for 2019. They coming, dog. They coming. And go. Middlecoff, Haberman, Ham are providing with our friends, partners, at ease. Okay, what do you think is going to happen? What, can we get, do we need to get the score predictions in here for the Super Bowl? I, it's just, I mean, I, you know, Levitard, I think, does a pretty good rant on, like, how stupid just predictions. Like, of course. no one knows shit. It's, I know. know. Once I realized that, I became a lot more comfortable making predictions. Yeah, but I mean, it's But the one like, you get you know, right is like, I try to tell everybody, I've been saying this for weeks, you know what happens, what, what's been happening a lot? To me, it's differently to talk gambling than talk like score predict. Like, I, yeah, 30 I, to 32. I, well, t- I totally agree because the question is always, is this a good game or not? Is it a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game? Like, these are things that you can watch and have a feeling for what's going to happen. But two things that are happening right now, John, in this world. One is everybody uses the phrase, what I like to call. Now, these teams, he's really good throwing to open receivers. I like to call it spatial accuracy. Like, everybody does these I like to call things, and it's driving me nuts. give themselves some personal right. vanity yeah, of I, intelligence. That's right. Like, I, you know, this is what I like to call RPOWs. They're run-pass options where the quarterback could walk for a first down. It's an RPOW. Like, all kinds of weird shit like that. Have and you the, ever actually heard that one? No, I just made that one up. I'm pretty proud of it. I was like, God, that's a pretty good one. The, Is that true? The, the ease read must have opened up my brain. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that everybody does is I've been saying, I, you know, I've been saying this. I do it. I, I'm guilty of it, too. I've been saying this. It's like, yeah, I've been saying it on this podcast, and I've been tweeting it as if, like, I'm the only person on earth that's been saying the Patriots are going to win by two touchdowns. 
Um, but I haven't been saying that. So anyway, I don't know why I went on that rant, but uh, uh, not even a rant. I, I, what do you think? I actually have just talked myself in into the Rams. To, I, I'm kind of rooting for the Rams because I want McVay just to become Pat Riley of football. <laughs> like I, I'm here for him. I, I mean, I was gonna, I'm gonna sound like my dad. This I'd be is like, a philosophical You'll go on Letterman, shift. and I'm like, fucking Letterman hasn't been on the air in like five years, ten years. I mean, when's, what year did Letterman retire? Like twelve. You know, I was like, he'll go on Letterman. Then like, no, where would he go? He'd probably get his own show on Netflix. He'd go on the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast. Well, he's welcome. Um, this is a philosophical shift for you because you and I have always been in the same boat. Like, take- would you have him on if he said, "I got to do it at four thirty in the morning"? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, we have always been in the same boat, John. Which is, we root as long as greatness exists, we want to see more greatness. But you're saying you you want to see the Patriots lose. But their greatness has already happened. Right? Well, I know, but but part of the greatness is going to be: is this thing going to last longer than anybody actually thinks it's going to last? Like that's but part I, but of. I, but I would imagine you, you don't. Once Babe Ruth became Babe Ruth and won a World Series, I don't need him to win the World Series every year as long as he's playing. I, we've already won. Them no, playing no, in this game. There's, there's no doubt. But I do think what's I think what's being underappreciated right now is that yes, Brady and Belichick have reached a ceiling that we think there's no ceiling to the ceiling. But as Michael said, the ceiling is the roof. They can keep building, and I and I don't think we like if they if they win the Super Bowl, we're going to think they're going to win the next Super Bowl. And right now, today, as we sit here at the end of January, the beginning of February, I don't think anyone's thinking about Brady with two more rings. But it's in play if he wins this one. And I, well, and I, I, I don't win or lose, think they're going to be the favorite next year. I just don't think we've stretched our minds enough. We like, like oh, they they've, they've done everything they could do. It's amazing. It can't get any better than this. Well, I bet I think it can. Like, no one's chasing down Bill Russell. Like, they're like, oh, well, Bill stopped at eight. That was good enough. Like, no, he's got more rings than fingers, and that's pretty incredible. And I don't think we just because again, how could you predict it? How could we sit here and think the Patriots are going to win two or three more? That's insane. Nobody does this. No, yeah, I'm with you. But they got to keep winning them. They got to keep winning. I'm not. I'm not opposed to them winning. I'm. I'm a whore. I'm. I'm good either way. I might put a little cash on the Rams just betting against the public. Yeah. But I I I'm I I'm unbothered by either. I do think this is a two point game. I think this is like somebody kicks a game winning field goal to flip the score and win Vinatieri? the game. Oh, he's on the Colts. Vinatieri, Vanderjack, Tucker. Do you tr- do you know what's weird is Jim Fox's leg brother sneaky uh, gets hurt. Like last year, remember they put him on IR. This year, his foot's kind of fucked up. Like, how yeah, does he get hurt? So I, I, much? I don't know. Do you notice that? I I didn't. I mean, I know. I no. I did not notice that he's an injury prone kicker. Well, I, I just usually like, like one of part of Vinatieri's greatness is you wouldn't be able to keep signing him right if he just wasn't always there. He doesn't get injured. Like, and I saw a picture of Greg the leg. Again, he's bald. He's kind of jacked. Like, I wonder does he lift a little? Uh, clearly, he's got the, one of the great legs we've ever seen. He's probably pretty heavy in the weight room. And I think it's like a long drive competition. If that's all you're doing, you're bound to probably get hurt. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know. I it just, his injury guy, is one, it kind of is to keep an eye on. Like, is he, is he banged up? He was on the injury report. Bad foot. Mm, I know. All right. Uh, let's get to some props. Middle cough. This is always a fun part of the super bowl. And uh, let's do let we'll do MVP props and we'll do quarterback props. Let's start with the quarterback props. This is part of the way that we can talk about this game. Um, before we get into the quarterback props, so let's just tell the people about Sherry's Berries. 
Do that oh. real quick. B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. Click on the microphone. Use the promo code HAM. And uh, you can get uh, Sherry's Berry starting at just nineteen ninety nine plus shipping and handling. And you can add a dozen Red Roses for another nineteen ninety nine. Ship with your Sherry's Berries at no extra charge. Well, guy, we all got women in our lives. Wives, girlfriends, mothers, sisters. Do something nice for them. Think about... Do not always think about yourself, men. And I have to practice this myself. I don't do a good enough job about it. But I plan on doing it this year with berries.com because I love their uh, the strawberries dipped in milk, dark. I personally love the white chocolatey goodness. They are bomb uh, topped with great little like chocolate chips or some sprinkles. I'm telling you, they are legit. It's, well, uh, John, you're talking about this, and then you're like, send it to your ladies. Send it to your dudes. Why not? I literally just send it to myself. (laughs) Valentine's Day is right around the corner, so get on it. Uh, Send her the Valentine's gift of her dreams, right? With berries, the price uh, price of your dreams, because it's starting at $19.99 plus shipping and handling. B E R R I E S dot com. We've been uh, eating and sending Sherry's berries for a few years now. It ships anywhere nationally. So give something sweet to your long distance love or to just someone you love. Uh, this will be a great gift. It'll be very, very, uh, very much appreciated. Get on it right now while you listen to the podcast for Valentine's Day. B e r r i e s berries dot com. Click on the microphone. Enter the code ham. Okay, uh, you've got the uh, mybookie.ag uh, uh, QB props in front of you. What? Uh, let, let's run through a few of these, John. Okay, last year he threw for over five hundred yards. He's the goat. The over-under in this game is 314 yards for Tom Brady passing yards. Okay. I'm I'm going over on this. I, I am too. I just think they're too good at game planning. He's too efficient. Uh, he's proven – I mean, he was thrown for 300 yards back in the day in the first couple Super Bowls. Not the first one, but I think by the second one and the third one, like he was been pretty potent. He's good in the Super Bowl. Plus – 320 is not quite what 320 used to be. Wouldn't you say 400 is the new 300? I mean, he literally just threw 500 last year. So. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And everyone's like, well, they got Aaron Donald. Well, who, what, did you see their D-line last year? Like top to bottom, the that was the best unit on the team. Obviously Fletcher, but they had Jernigan, they had Chris Long, they had Brandon Graham, they had Vinnie Curry, they, they had... Uh, was Derek the guy from Tennessee? Yeah, I think he was the the rookie last year from Tennessee was a backup. We got hurt this year. Like the Eagles defensive line is what they hung their hat on. So now Aaron Donald's better than Fletcher Cox, just probably more dynamic. But that defensive line, you'd argue, is definitely better than this one top to bottom. Uh and here's the other thing I love. You know what gets to Brady? Interior pressure, pressure up the middle. Pressure up the middle. Aaron Donald, uniquely situated. Yeah. Yeah. You know what gets to Joe Montana or Aaron Rodgers? Pressure. I mean, pressure gets to everyone. You, you know. You, you know what makes it hard uh, for Michael Jordan to shoot shots? Long defenders. Like, yeah. Fuck. Who did, I mean, who, who did this? I saw somebody do this. Like, when you pressure Brady up the middle, he becomes Mitchell Trubisky. Like, yeah, no, he doesn't. I'm sorry. I think I know the well, rating think, is the same. He does not become Mitchell Trubisky. I'm sorry. No, but well, I would. Every quarterback struggles with up the middle pressure. I mean, because it just screws you up. So yeah, if you can do that consistently. But here's the one thing I know. Uh, my, my uncle's college roommate played together at uh, I think it was uh, I forget the junior college's name, but somewhere in Southern California. Dante Scardecchia, the offensive line coach for the Patriots forever. Is there a better offensive line coach in NFL history? I know Brady and Belichick, this, I think the last couple of weeks, have called him the best offensive line coach ever. 
I'll pretend he's pretty like good. I, I'll pretend like I have a breakdown of the top ten offensive linemen coaches in NFL history and say yes. There's never he's the best one ever, John. Best one I've so ever I, seen. When I've analyzed blocking schemes, I say no one's doing it better than Skarnecki. Yeah. So I I, 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 my, my faith is in Dante, and my <laughs> faith is in Brady. I, I like uh, the over that. And his, how about his touchdowns? Two and a half. The problem is it's their chameleon. So if running's working, they'll just keep running. Yeah, but it might be a little dump off swing pass. I see. I, I'm gonna go over on that number as well. But then it's like, are they going to score? Are they scoring 28 points in this game? I mean, I, I think that both teams get over 30. So then, yes. And then I think he's over two and a half. Now, the, the guy, they, they, they run wheel routes like you or me would run go routes in uh, in Madden. Like they, they do the dump off. Like that's it's like a definitive pass for Tom. What's the golf number again? For yards or touchdowns? Yeah. Uh, both. Yards, he's 285. Okay. And touchdowns? Touchdowns, he's too flat. So Brady's got to hit three to get it. I guess Goff would you, you'd push it too. Well, he he's a two guy typically. No, but he's not. They've played in twenty games this year, and he has nine multi touchdown games. So maybe on the I don't I'm not sure what his total is divided by twenty. He's got thirty two touchdowns this year. He played did have a game games. where he threw like five right or six against the Chiefs. Uh, well, he threw five against the Vikings. This year. How many threw against the Chiefs? Mm, four against the Chiefs. And he threw so four. Nine, so nine of his 32 guy came in two games. And four against the Niners. But since they beat so the Chiefs. 13 since he threw three games. Since he threw four against the Chiefs in the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games since, he's thrown... He's only had one game with multiple touchdowns. Okay, so that so Chiefs game was so take the under. November 19th. The only game with multiple touchdowns since then was the 49ers. And in fact, he has as many no-touchdown games as one-touchdown games in that span, counting the postseason. How many How many just throw against Saints? One. And he had one dropped. But he had none against Dallas. How many, how many picks did he throw this season? Twelve. To me, that's the number I like. The over/under on his picks is zero and a half. And you like so if over. you just like him to throw one pick, the problem is you got to pay. You know, you got to bet one hundred thirty-five dollars to win a hundred. So the the odds are telling you they think he's got to throw a pick. Yeah, like isn't Belichick bound to fool him? Right. Kind of. Uh, what was the 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 past that kind of reminds me of when Clemson played Tua? And they gave him that crazy coverage, and just right off the bat, just because you've kind of been game planning, you know, like uh, they always just try to get the guy. Like I would imagine McVay's just going to want to get him an easy one, and you're like, "We'll know he'll run this route, so we'll fool him with this, and we'll get a pick six. Yeah, on their first. Doesn't even have to be a pick six, but usually if that you would throw be a, a pick deal. on the outside of the numbers, it just sometimes leads to a pick six, right? Because the guy's got a bunch of green grass, and he's usually fast. I, I want to get the MVP props. Any other QB props uh, here that that you like? Well, two, the, 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 I, these are kind of intriguing. The over-under rushing yard for both of them, Brady's just two yards. All it takes is a little green grass, him just to sneak, you know. Now, he doesn't run the ball very much. Took but him 18 years to hit 1,000 yards, but two yards. But a sack, takes him, a sack takes him out of that, right? Yeah, and so that you lose yards with sacks. That actually that makes quarterback rushing props pretty fun because you, be you can hit the over in like the second quarter and then still lose it. 
Yeah. It's not like points or anything. <laughs> you can get negative points. Yeah, exactly. Goff's, Goff's eight and a half. Do you have Goff's stat in front of you still? Yeah, I do. How many rushing yards did he have this season? Uh, hold on. He ran for, well, he's never run for more than six in a single game. So you probably want to hammer the under of eight and a half. Yeah, if he had a, uh, I'm trying to find like what his long run is. It's hard to know with sacks. Like the total though was never over six for a game. Where's his rushing? Here we go. So this year he had 43 rushes for 108 yards, two touchdowns. His long is 16. His average per game. See that this is where the sacks skew that number I gave you. His average rushing yards per game is 6.8 on two and a half attempts. Yeah, because he's going to be a guy like he's not Russell Wilson or anything. Like he's going to get sacked and they're going to lose some yards. You know how many fumbles he had this year? Small hands. As many as he had interceptions. Yeah, he a small hands guy. You know what they say about guys with small hands? Usually have small feet. You know what they say about guys with small feet? Hard to stay upright? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Not a tripod? Um, all right. Okay. So this leads perfectly into MVP props, MVP odds. Uh, and I'm actually pretty intrigued because I, th- this MVP is interesting. I mean, it feels like there's always the default of Tom if they were to win somehow. But I feel like I'm just going to – I don't know what the – I'm not looking at the odds yet, okay? I'll tell you a few guys that just I could see having – because all it takes is two or three players to be the Super Bowl MVP. So, like, to me, does Gronk have two touchdowns in him and he's the Super Bowl MVP? We'll get to whether or not it's his last game. He just doesn't catch the ball very much, though, anymore. I, I know, but I, I feel like right now when they get to the goal line, you just are convinced that they're going to run the football. And maybe they just will and they're good at it. But I just wonder if Gronk's got one of these, like, four-catch, two-touchdown games in him. The other <clears> one would be Aaron Donald. Like, if he gets two sacks in this game and they win, that might, and it's a close game, that might be enough. See, to me, guy, I would go opposite of Aaron Donald and I'd go Sue because you can get Sue right now for okay. 100 to 1. 100 to 1. So if they're doubling him, Nadamakin has had like an unreal two game stretch. Why? Because he's trying, because everyone's watching him. Also, contract year. Like, who's to say he couldn't have two sacks and a forced fumble, right? If you win and you have two sacks and a forced fumble, and let's say that fumble's recovered and leads to a score. The other guy that's interesting, I got two more for you, actually. Corderell Patterson. Cordero? What if he catches – how do I say it? <laughs> Can you say it? Cordero? Cordale. Corderell? Cordero? Cordale. I like Cordero. Do you know how to say it? I, I think it's Cordero. Cordero. I thought it was Corderell. Corderell? CP. CP84. I got a pair of Corderell pants on right now. <laughs> he returns a kick to the house and catches a deep bomb. Could you imagine that, if Cordell Patterson is the Super Bowl MVP? You're right. I, mean, I, 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 don't, I, don't love, I don't love that one. Here's the one I, I okay. think is a little more interesting. <laughs> Plus 125 to 1. Just because this guy makes plays. Marcus Peters. Pick six on Brady. And like, yeah, he'd probably need, it's probably a little harder for a corner. But we have seen it. So he might need two picks. And one of them be a pick six. I like Sue the most of this little group. Of just like the... Of the crazy ones. Just because you would say Sue could have an elite game, right? You don't like Stephon Gilmore plus 15,000? No. 
See, to me, Grobs, you're just giving away money. It'd be hard for Edelman to get it because then Brady, because he would just rack up catches and Brady gets credit for that too. I mean, Gronk's plus 2,500. Yeah, but I've taken him in different fantasy games this year and he fucking lets you. They don't throw him the ball. Too obvious. Okay. And they, they just do not throw him the ball anymore. You're right. Like, he, it wouldn't shock me out. Two touchdowns would be a little shocking. Well, that's not because when they, when they get in the red it. zone, they run a lot of stuff for Edelman, well, like little not, pick plays. Yeah, it's not going to be enough then. They run the ball. I'm going Sue. And I'm not a big Sue guy, but because where's Aaron Donald? He's 15 to 1. So if 15 to 1 or 100 to 1, I just like value. the value. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that is good. Who, gets, who would get more credit? The force fumble on Brady, if Donald sacks him, force the fumble, Sue picks it up and takes it to the house. I guess Donald would. And this is like the I game winning. Vaughn, and Vaughn is, Miller did that and Malik picked it up and Malik didn't get credit. Yeah. The guy that made the, the guy that creates the turnover gets the credit. Because I think the assumption is anybody, the rest of it is just you just happen to be the guy that's there. Kind of random. It, you know, the oblong, spear long bounces the right way to you. Now, if you got to go like, you know. Is it, what's it called? An android? What, what's the ball? Oblong spheroid. Yeah, Avonk Spearloid. Uh, but the only way you even get attention for that is if you go Leon Lett and like don't and like Don Beebe chases you down and it gets knocked out of your hands. And there can't be a worse feeling if you're a defender and the ball pops loose and you see it. You got some green grass, and if if it just bounced perfectly to you, you score. Yeah. But if it takes a weird bounce, it might not even touch you. You're right. Like. It just that second, like, God damn, I hope it fucking pops right up because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cradle it and I'm going to take it. I see the end zone. I, I'm looking at it. But sometimes, you know, it like goes the other way and then the dude's just screwed. I saw this great. This is what picking up a fumble must be like in between watching savvy amusing videos on Instagram oh, yesterday. God, <laughs> and I've been people have been DMing me on Instagram like, oh, my God, savvy amusing. This is incredible. You were sending he me does, clips all the He does Wednesday a good night. play. He does a great Steph. Does a great step. The Chris Broussard one just kills me. I know I mentioned it the other day, but the Broussard Stephen A is just incredible. But I also saw this video on Instagram of like a birthday party in I don't even know where uh, of these kids. Right. And this is what they were doing with the kids. They've got a lime sitting on top of a beer bottle. All right. And it's like 15 feet away. And you you cover one eye. You should everyone. If you've got a kid's birthday party or an adult party coming up, you should actually play this like halftime your Super Bowl party. You cover one eye and you spin around, you know, until you get a little, I don't know how many times you spin, maybe five, whatever it takes to get kind of dizzy. You cover the eye, you spin. Then you line up with your eye still covered. You go up to the beer bottle and you try to flick the lime. And I watched like 10 kids in a row miss because you got one eye covered and you've been spinning and it's just, you just, your equilibrium's off and you, you're like an inch from the lime and you still just whiff on it. Great test. That, I think, is what trying to pick up a fumble must be like. It looks so easy. But I see all these elite athletes just whiff, just miss. Because you because you have no clue the way the ball's going to bounce. And you're like right? in between, do I fall on it? Sometimes you fall on it, it bounces out. You want to scoop and score. Yeah. It's like the equivalent of like a bad hop can make a all-time great defender at third base look terrible. Like, there's nothing you can do. But at least that's a round ball, right? <laughs> well, it, exactly. Like, it, it takes a cra- – it's got to hit like a rock. With football, you you throw it down, and it bounce- you have no clue how it's going to bounce because it consistently – there is no consistency to its bounce, right? Because it, it all depends the way it hits the ground. Sometimes it just has the flush bounce right to the guy, right? Like, you always – you know, that's why it's kind of random. 
That, that to me, is why if you have small hands over a long period of time, that is going to be a problem because that means you're just going to consistently put the ball on the ground, right? Because it is a little – like if you have three fumbles on the year, you might recover them all, right? Some guys just randomly lose them all. Like there is some randomness to it, but there's not a randomness to it if you do fumble the ball a lot. And that, to me, just gets back to Jared for a 6'5 or 6'4 guy. Like he is huge. He does have smaller hands. And I always think back to like that's something like that could swing a game. Just talking about it now. Like in Oregon, when they went up, I think it was a sophomore year in a pouring rainstorm, he, he got yanked. He couldn't hold on to the ball. Now again, a, he's lucky. It was a monster. He plays in LA. But like that, you would say if Jared Goff was the quarterback in Cleveland or Baltimore or Philly, it might be a bigger issue. But it's never going to be a huge problem for him. Uh maybe the- on an individual game, but not a career. Mm, uh, the uh, uh, a couple other ones, um, John. Here's what you do: you go to mybookie.ag for any of these. I got another one for you. Use the promo code Ham. Uh, the quarter of Tony Romo's first correct play prediction: first quarter is minus one twenty-five. If you can hold out to the second, it's plus one seventy. I can't imagine Tony's not correctly uh, IDing a play to the third quarter, which is plus. So, saw a tweet. Someone watched it all. He got 68% of his calls right this year. And I, I, I think that's a good number, but we've never done that for anybody, so I don't even know what the baseline is. That's incredible. Clearly got hot in the AFC Championship game. But I also think late-game situations, the playbook gets smaller, right? Yeah. Because uh, I, I think to quote uh, Bobby Knight, dumb loses more games than smart wins, right? It's like what you said about Popovich, like we're running four fucking plays. It works the same level like, hey, guess what we're doing? What Remember Doug Collins had a famous saying of that Cleveland win? Yeah, we ran a play. It was called give them all the Michael and get the fuck out of the way. You know, it's like, hey, run our best running play. Like it's not that complicated. I think coaches would tell you in basketball and football, more in football just because there's more plays to run, but it happens in basketball too. Like you can overthink it. Remember the play – where LeBron was like, yeah, I had to scrap it. David Blatt was having me throw the fucking ball in. It's like, you idiot. I'm not throwing the ball in. Decoy. <laughs> yeah. Remember, they're like, LeBron, who could dial up the play? He's like, well, I scrapped it in the huddle. And in fairness to LeBron, like, he was right on that one. Like, David, like, what are you doing? Did I tell you about Jerry Sloan's defensive philosophy? Hit him in the mouth? Well, yeah, a coach told me the other day, they're like, why is Sloan's team so good on defense? Because we were talking about defense. He's like, well, you know what Jerry Sloan's defense was? Guard your fucking man. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. They, so they didn't switch? The, uh, I don't, th- I mean, I think it was just guard your dude. Scrap. Yeah, I, I think, to me, the Doug Collins is, yeah. Because we, you know what Bobby Jackson, I remember used to come to the green room sometimes at Comcast when Bobby was there. Bobby always said, like, that John Stockton was one of the like John would put his hand on your his his forearm or his hand on your hip and he would just push you like all the way out to midcourt like you couldn't get around him you couldn't get past him he was strong as hell uh, anyway I, I do think really quick on yeah. John Stockton maybe the most underappreciated guy in sports history because like I think the casual especially younger people like you and I that watched him or whatever but he's like this white goofy looking guy I have never ever heard one elite player ever say anything even remotely that the dude wasn't a baller and that that guy was a fucking war daddy. Yes. Right. I've never heard one even questionable take on him. 
Yep. Like, you know, a pretty overrated white slow guy. It was like that motherfucker was tough. If anything, they always like, God, that guy, man, you did not want to see Stockton. Uh, John, so here, so we've been telling you what we like about this game. We'll get to a couple more props here. My bookie's been in business for years. The reps rock solid. Big cash bonuses. Uh, and the fastest payouts, just two business days, and this is a great opportunity. So many things that you can find to bet on. There, there really is a prop for everything. MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code HAM, and they'll match that deposit 50% bonus. Guy, they literally have a prop on every position group. Wide receivers, quarterbacks, kickers, uh, running backs. They've got like, the color of Nance's tie. Yeah, tight ends, the Romo ones, obviously the basic ones like Super Bowl MVP, time of the anthem. They got it all. Is it, it, it? I actually really enjoy, especially with just because Super Bowl is so hard to pick. These are more fun because the Super Bowl you just get so angry if you lose. These are like you don't have to put as much and you just have a good time. Will the first offensive play from scrimmage be a run play or a pass play? See, just shit like that. Like that's sweet, and it doesn't matter. Like you don't pick Patriots or Rams. You just the play. Well, that's what the beauty is. Like you can be all in on a game that you don't actually root for either one of these teams exactly what would you go is it even odds 110 110 no uh i clicked off it but i think it was like uh i think it was plus 100 for a pass and minus 130 for a run yeah because you'd assume run but you'd go it's also based on who gets the ball first right because i'd say yeah the pager is probably a little more likely to pass i could see the McVeigh, he's been over the top. Like Gurley's going to be involved. Gurley's going to be involved. Like, would it shock you if on the Rams' first possession, Gurley gets three straight carries? Like, they would love to get a first down that way, just to be like, this guy's our guy. Yeah, that's not a bad call, actually. So to me, it's like the Patriots. You couldn't even begin to pick their plays. Is there a chance right now, Thursday, as we're recording this, that they got no clue? Like the Patriots do not know their first play. It's all based on what the look is. I mean, they, they consistently like do oh. plays the day before. Yeah, that's interesting. Because like, Bill Bill Walsh and the West Coast guys were in Andy and McVeigh are the scripters. It like it feels like they script a little differently. Like they script, but it's like they can fucking change on a dime. How about uh, first player to score a Patriots touchdown? Edelman or James White is plus nine hundred. I kind of like James White. It's like, hey, James White's in the game. What are they going to do? I don't know. Throw a goddamn wheel route. They've been doing it now for like four years. And every time you look at his box score, you're like, God, he had nine for 80 and two touchdowns. Does anyone cover this guy? Go to mybookie.ag. They'll match that deposit with a 50% bonus. That means if you put in 100 bucks, they'll put in 50. If you put in 500, they'll add 250. You put in 10, they'll put in five. When you use our promo code HAM to activate the offer, mybookie.ag, you play, you win. You get paid. You get paid, baby. You get Promo code ham. All right. Uh, is this Gronk's last game ever? Is is Rob Gronkowski going to retire as he's holding like a broken Super Bowl MVP trophy on the podium? I'd say 50-50. It, it feels this is the last game in New England. Uh, this is the last game in New England. And it wouldn't shock me if he misses all training camp. It's just one of those he kind of misses it, so he comes back. But... Like, Belichick ain't bringing this guy back, right? Uh, unless Robert forced him. I don't think but he, he would. Yeah, I don't think he'd force him on Gronk, especially when it's been pretty clear, like, he's kind of a shell of himself. Uh, I I think it's it for him and New England. Again, guy, he tried to trade him last year, 
And Gronk told Detroit Lions, get fucked. I will not show up. So they're like, uh, hey, Bill, uh, we can't trade for this guy. He says he refuses to play for us. Now, again, it was the Lions, but like clearly is that – do you think that was probably more based on like I'm not playing in Detroit or I don't want to play for Patricia or just simply like I ain't playing also, anywhere else? Uh, yeah, also, you're not trading me. Like you're not trading me. You're not I'm, – I'm not going out like some of your other dudes have gone out. Yeah. I'm going to just – I'd rather retire than play. I'd rather play with Tom. I'm going to do this my way or I'm out. I'm, I'm going to play with Tom, fine. But I'm not doing it just to go help, like you said, help the Lions. Get you a third-round pick or Their something. culture. Like I'm not, I'm not taking any pride in five years with the Lions in the playoffs going like, yeah, I helped lay the groundwork for that. Like I don't care. Yeah, I, I ain't in it to show Ziggy Ansah practice habits here. <laughs> you know, that I, I, I don't even like the shit. But also, like, my the, body the is, like, you know how many times my body's been broken? Like, I'm not doing this to to, to, to battle for some bullshit wild card game that we're going to lose. Like, I'm here to win a Super Bowl. That's it. Wild card game? That's a, that's a bold pick. Well, I know, lines. but, like, best case scenario. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm here for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Are we yeah. gonna go to the Super Bowl? Because I'm I'm here to, I'm here to make plays for Tom. Because I do ads with Stephen A. Because I play in the Super Bowl. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not Gronk without winning. Like you, you could even tell this year. Like Odell wasn't quite Odell. Like once you start losing, you know, it's kind of get lost in the shuffle kind of fast, right? That said, if he's not getting traded and he gets to just sit around and choose, the one thing with Gronk, it's not his body is not in good shape. I don't think he's waking up in September feeling amazing, just itching to play. I think he loves to play. When I watch him, I think he loves to play. You you don't keep rolling through all this pain, but I also think he's fine without foot. Like, he does seem to me like he's fine. Here's the problem, though. If he retires, they're not just going to cut him because then if he does want to come back, like, for example, I'd personally love this. Like, okay, the Niners picked him up. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't just probably be available unless he's like, I'm not going to retire. And they're like, well, he's like, you're not going to be able to trade me because I'll say I will not play for you. So they're kind of forced to cut him, which I could see that. And then he kind of gets to like see his options. It feels like the only way you're going to come back is if we give you a huge pay cut. He's like, well, you're not going to trade me because it does feel like he's got a little NBA player in the sense that he's got a little juice and control mm-hmm. on this. But I, I, I do think it's going to be somewhat complicated because, you know, the Patriots aren't just like, okay, you retired. We're not just we're holding on to your rights. Because if you do want to come back, maybe we would be open to letting you go, but we'd do like a Marshawn Lynch, yeah. or at least we'd get like a six-rounder sure. for you or something. Now, I mean, you bring up an interesting point, John. He does – he's played with only a few quarterbacks in his career, been around them. Well, he's really only been around – he's probably only caught passes, I mean, literally from three. Maybe Hoyer a little bit in practice over the years. Definitely Tom – and obviously Jimmy. So the Jimmy thing is the Hoyer insane. one. Is there a chance he's never caught a pass from Hoyer beside like fucking around? <laughs> like I mean, serious. Yeah. I, Tom's missed some practice last year, I think. Uh, but, but I mean, so is Gronk. Yeah. But anyway, but so, I mean, look. there's there's definitely a chance. Like in a simulated drill with the ones, he's never caught a pass from Brian Hoyer. I remember thinking now Vernon was different because Vernon was not this physically debilitated that his career was over when he left the 49ers and that was not the case. If the Niners tell Gronk, "Look man, you don't need, you like you can practice one day a week here." We just Sneaky want Sneaky Vernon's like when you see him with the Redskins you're like, "God, he doesn't look that terrible." No. <laughs> he looks good at t- like really good at <laughs> yeah. times. Yeah. Like, "God, he still can run." I, I don't know if we, I think he's above replacement level, but 
you're right. Gronk's taking some just wicked shots like the knees and elbows where you're just like, is this guy going to die on the field? I could see... Vernon's not a big layout over the middle guy, so, you know... Like what, Vernon ain't doing that shit. But if you're Gronk, what makes them like what makes the most sense is probably and you brought this team up. But I think if you're if you're setting up your post career, like go play for the Rams, go play in L.A., go be Rob Gronkowski of the Los Angeles Rams. Chargers, they need a tight end. I guess Hunter Henry's coming back. Yeah, I don't know if that has the same business cachet. Yeah, it's true. No, it 100 percent doesn't. Yeah, the Rams make some sense. Are we are we are we uh, Niners colored glasses if we're talking about him being a Niner? Well, the Garoppolo thing's like, not crazy. He's only gonna he he ain't going to Jacksonville or something because he doesn't need the money. But again, I I do think it's gonna be complicated a little bit. Like if he goes, okay, I'm retiring. Well, they ain't cutting him then. And like, and they, Bill, the Marshawn Niners retired. Leaving. They hated Marshawn and they still didn't cut him. Like it's just that's just bad business. So I. If he is not on the Patriots next year and he does end up playing football, I I would predict it would become not complicated, but you'd read for a couple of days like there'd be some back and forth. But this thing's been back and forth for two years now, so I agree with you. I know, but, but I he don't always think... just ends up back playing for New England. Yeah, but but I I do think it would get resolved. I mean, like you said, you just yeah. If I'm not you're... saying it wouldn't get resolved. I could just see like fuck you. We're not giving him away. That's just not how Bill operates. When when I watch that guy play, I think he wants to be out there. But when I watch this whole thing play out, I also think he's okay being retired. And when you're in that position, then you have leverage. Now, here's the other part of it. How good of a player is he? He's probably still the best blocking tight end in the league. There is some value there because he still is a threat. Him and the Kittle? difference, like, you don't ever go, oh, Lee Smith's going to catch the ball. Like you, you go, that is still 87, even if he's a shell of himself. Who wants to come back to block? Like, what's the fun in that? Well, he, not him. I mean, he's going to be fucking, he looks over it. <laughs> now, I mean, for 10 million bucks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Still 10 million bucks. That, that, that to me, where you say the 49ers rose-colored glasses or whatever, like the Rams aren't just going to have random amounts of cash to overpay a guy. Like you, I don't think they would just be able to get him for like 3 million bucks. Right? Because the Niners would be like, oh, we'll triple that. You can play with Jimmy. Now, again, I, I'm not saying like the Niners are some destination, but having Jimmy with Gronk would just make it, if they do have a good relationship, which I'm sure they've partied a little, uh, you know, wouldn't be that crazy. Maybe like, maybe he really likes them. Yeah, they've made similar headlines, or one similar headline. When he took the Myra Craft jersey with the porn star, BB Jones, remember that? Wait, it was a Myra. What? What was the Myra Craft jersey part of it? Well, that that was the Gronk part. With part of it was so Gronk takes a picture with BB Jones. Right. Whatever happened to her career? Uh, and he, she was wearing the Gronk jersey. It had it just had the MK. Like part uh, of it was uh, like oh, I, I didn't realize it had the MK on it. Yeah, but it was a little hypocritical. Like Robert, you're already banging some twenty eight. Robert so Matt, you're kind of a Did Robert say too. something. No, no, oh, it just kind of okay. you know. Remember, he got some shit and he took it down. It was just, it just you know, you know, he's taking a picture with a porn star. Again, it meant nothing. Nothing happened. But I think it was, it was right after she died. Nah, I didn't even. I was never aware of the MK part of that controversy. That's what. That's where I remember the controversy kind of came. Oh, okay. Controversy would be strong. Like Jimmy's was like, 
He like the one judgment. thing you say about BB Jones, like ah, oh, she's good looking younger woman. She's a porn star or whatever, but she's young. Jimmy's was like in her mid forties and not that great looking. It was like I, what? And Jimmy's like, was fifty times crazier. But than also, Gronk. Jimmy was say? not. Yeah, well, the part to me that was the most alarming was Gronk was in control of that photo. Like that was they. Like they took the photo. Like Jimmy. Yeah, I, I think Gronk was like legitimately just hanging out with her. Like Jimmy was in public. Like Jimmy didn't post that photo, so I don't know if he wanted the photo out there. But he went to a public place. You know yeah, I mean? they they were in like Gronk's bedroom. Jimmy took her out to like cocktails. <laughs> it was a date, John. Jimmy's, I'd say Jimmy's is a hundred times crazier. It was a date. I'd say Jimmy's is one of the all-time like jaw dropper. Like the, what? Yeah, I know it's so weird. Uh, does uh, does my bookie have any uh, Bryce Harper to the Padre? They have. Uh, it's got my bookie's got to have uh, Bryce Harper. Uh, Let me check right now. Because they met. The reason bring it up is Bryce Harper met with the Padres, and uh, the question is how much if you're the Padres do you have to overpay Bryce? No, Harper? it doesn't. To become a Padre, and the answer I, I think is an ext- I think you've got to way overpay. Well, the Padres right now, according to teams in the NL to win the pennant, ah, the pennant have the good, Giants actually chance? have the, the the Giants. Excuse me, the Marlins worst odds to win the pennant. Marlins worst, San Francisco Giants second worst, Padres third worst. Okay. So I, I I saw the when I first saw the Rosenthal tweet, I thought if they overpay, let's say by fifty million or whatever, let's say Bryce the best deal he has on the table right now is like two hundred and fifty million. Uh, which seems a little crazy because the Nationals reported they gave him three hundred million, but maybe that offer's changed. What if the Padres made a ten year three hundred million dollar offer? The owner, super old be- former beer distributor, made a ton of money, wants to win. You live in San Diego, like I, I, you get Middlecoff to San Diego for a hundred million. You know, three. You don't think it would be like I, I get like the quote unquote bright lights, but they have a bunch of sweet players. Uh, Fernando Tatis's kid. I saw someone talking on MLB oh, Network. He's a baller. Like he, so they got him. They actually Oscar, have. They're actually going to be good in a few years. I think. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, you get him, you're good right away, or at least equipped, ready when those guys start being good. The problem. I don't think, I think it's that crazy. Guy. I think there's. I think it is. I think there's a few problems. One is now you're right. If you way overpay, then you do it. But to me, you've got to way overpay. I think if you're two two things are a factor here. One, I do think Bryce. I think the bright lights thing is a thing. Like I think Philly, the Nats, like Bryce to me is not going to play for the White Sox. Like he's not going to be the Cubs. But, I, but, but I, brother. I'm saying that that is not an option. Let's just. Let's but but my black. point is, part the of the San reason, Diego thing is an option. It's more than the White Sox, yes, but it's going to have to be a massive overpay, because I do think the bright lights thing is a thing, and I think. You don't think people would go to see him though? There, it's just it's not the same, man. It's not the same as being in Philly. Now, again, there's an amount of money that makes up for that, but I do think that matters to him. To what degree, I don't know. And the other thing that matters is numbers, and Philly, like you can put it, you can get your historic, you can get. Like no doubt, Hall of Fame first ballot numbers playing in Philly. You think if he signs with Philly tomorrow, opening day, that place is fucking nuts. <laughs> I think it's nuts tomorrow. <laughs> well, they're gonna be good no matter what. But I'm saying they add him, like oh, they. It's gonna be incredible. It's gonna be incredible. But I just think that's the other. That's the other thing I'm thinking about is like, oh, how how much does San Diego versus Philly affect your power numbers? 
I would say this, and I'm not. I don't know if he thinks about this. He's had a ton of pressure on him. Let's say that Philly sign him eight years, two fifty or whatever. There is like there would be an immense amount of pressure on him. Like it would be sexy and whatever. We're glad to have him, but there's also like you better hit forty bombs and play winning baseball. Like there, of all the teams that he could go back to the Nationals and nothing would change. White Sox. You're just kind of irrelevant. You'd go Cano style, divided by five to Seattle. Padres, same type deal. They're the, the most amount of pressure by far of the options that we know about would be Philly. I think there would be legit, like, you'd feel it. Like, it, it, it would kind of, again, I, I'm not comparing these two guys, but not everyone's made for Boston. And the Pablos and even Adrian Gonzalez, who's probably a better example, much, much closer to Bryce was an elite player, and it just ate him alive. Hated it, right? But then he came to L.A., and it was more style, and he was great. Now, Bryce's personality, like, would it shock you if he starts fucking attacking? Like, the, the, Bryce, you went over four, and you swung at everything. What's your problem? You know, like, there would be some abrasive interactions. To your point, I mean, look, Hosmer's a Scott Boris guy. If Yeah, I mean, look, you can't deny if somebody offers way more money, that might just be... The only consideration. But what, what's to say it's even just twenty million more? What if the Phillies are offering two fifty and they offered two seventy five? Mm, yeah. He's like, "Fuck! I'm from the West Coast. My parents live in Vegas. I get to live in San Diego. Newly newly wed. I think maybe they're still in, engaged. Bring my wife. Live on the beach. No pressure. I, mean, I, I'm with you. I think he wants the juice. The juice gets. Wouldn't you say if he goes from Washington to Philly, gets quadrupled though? Because it's not just a happy to have you. There are happy to have you, but you better kick ass. Right. Like, they're on you, guy. The one thing he doesn't get now, and maybe I don't live it, so maybe I'm speaking out of turn. Does he get truly crushed for not running shit out in Washington? Like, if you don't run shit out in a big game against, like, let's say the Nats. I do think he gets quite a bit of, like, I think he's under the microscope for everything. But nothing like it would be. If no, no, no. Philly is unique. I, I think Philly might even be be a tougher place for him to go to than like the Yankees because at least well, I, the Yankees I think have other stars. Yeah. To take the pressure off you. Like big money stars. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Cause like, you're like, Oh, we'll crush Stanton this day. Like, no, you are the guy they want to come after. Did you see you that? Would, go ahead. I, I, I was going to say something else. It'd be a pretty, I mean him and the kid from Sacramento state, they'd be fucking have some power in Reese, that lineup. I know Hoskins. Did you see, I was just, I saw this thing. You know, he went to Jesuit high school. Yeah. I just saw a, a Woj story that Kristaps um, uh, had a meeting with the Knicks, and he's concerned that you know the culture it's not building into a winning culture, based on all his experience winning championships. I, I'd say Kristaps, get on the fucking plane, go back to Russia, and keep rehabbing, buddy. Like I, I, I'm sorry, yeah, we're nuts, we're terrible. The players got to take ownership of the league back. Yeah, you you don't get. To, I, I don't give a shit what you think. I don't give literally one shit what you think. I think the NBA lets players run themselves a little too much. Yeah. Again, I, I got no problem with James Harden putting some pressure on me. LeBron, like the, him and Rich, I I wouldn't want them. Like if I was a fan, like I would want them, but I, I, it pissed me off sometimes. But I get it. Steph, Kevin, hell, even Russ. I, I, I can't deal with, and this is where I think the NBA has no chance to ever sniff the NFL – their players, the John Walls, the Devin Bookers, the Kristoffs, they start acting like like in the NFL, 
before you turn into kind of a like, you got to get to like Antonio Brown or T.O. Like the the undrafted free agent kind of keeps his mouth shut. Remember, Steve Young was like, yeah, when he was first around, T.O. was great. It was when he started going to Pro Bowl and started feeling himself. Everyone in the NBA thinks they're an all-star. And then they all get paid so much. Like, Christoph, you haven't done a goddamn thing. I do not give a shit what you and your seven members of your posse think. I don't care what your brother says. Like he, Anthony Davis, he is good enough to have these crazy opinions, but it's like, listen, I, I played a lot of fantasy basketball, like uh, daily fantasy basketball. The fucking Pelicans got good players, guy. Like Julius Randle produces. Drew, Drew Holiday is good. legit. Yeah. Uh, the Miracic guy is not bad. The Moore guy, like their team is not all-time terrible this year. It's not. Anthony Davis. You break your finger or hurt your knee or bump your head every other game. Like, it's you get hurt all the time. Now, in fairness, and this is the media hates this, like, he's refused, like, he hasn't talked. Like, Anthony, you release a statement, and then, like, Drew Holiday's got to answer your questions. Now, because it's Pelicans, no one gives a shit. Like, it's not a big topic, but it's like, bro, you're like hiding. Well, you're not going to get a comment from Dell Demps. No, he's not picking up the phone. He's not picking up Palinka's calls. Well, Long Beach is on. What? I, I, I'm looking up on my television. Someone get traded? Bryce Breaking signed? news. Woj. Yeah. Mavericks finalizing deal to land Porzingis. Oh! <laughs> Doncic and Porzingis? They got to be sending, uh, what's his name, the point guard, right? Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, he's probably in like West Matthews or something. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Oh my Luka god! Luca and Porzingis. I see that. Yeah, you make it happen, Kristaps. That is why you flex your muscles. That's right. And you say I ain't playing here. This is my fucking show. <laughs> wow. Does is there any? Uh, okay, hold on. Let me let me watch bomb Twitter this. Any details? Like who else is? I, I'm just I'm watching the jump right now. Will Bond's face just looks like he saw a ghost. Like, are you serious? That is that. I mean, can you imagine being a Knicks fan? You're already the worst, one of the worst teams in the league. Well, you might as well just go all in. Like this guy. This again. This is back to Porzingis a little bit in the NBA. I like Porzingis. It's a little risky for Cuban. Like you have a superstar. Porzingis is gonna walk in and think it's his team. Like I'm better. Now, maybe there's some European connection. They're buddies. I, I, maybe there's something to that. And clearly, they've had – they're a little skewed because they have – I mean, is it safe to say Dirk's the best European player ever? But he's also arguably the most unique because he's like the Duncan of European – he's like the easiest guy to get along with ever. Like, Porzingis is kind of a sneaky pain in the ass. Also, he's got an ACL injury, but I don't care. Yeah, do, have you seen the trade? No, I'm looking at what well, apparently Woj initially tweeted that New York is finalizing a deal to acquire Kristaps and then had to retweet it and say Dallas is finalizing the deal. So Woj, real Woj, actually tweeted something that you would think like a fake Woj would tweet. Uh, wow. Why well, bet it happened so fast? He was like, the Mavericks have agreed to take on the contracts of Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee to facilitate a Porzingis trade. I would also say this. You would probably be a little nervous that they're already lined up. Like, are Kevin and these guys already coming? 
to the like, Knicks, that the Knicks are clearing space. Like, are is Kyrie and Kevin Durant going to be their players next year? This is a pretty crazy trade. Wow. I this this is a trade that. That's pretty fucking nuts. That's, that's a good NBA trade. That's a good NBA. That's a that gets me juiced up. But again, we're talking about a guy that's not going to play all season. Good trade for Dallas. What's uh what's the what's Kristaps contract? I was listening to an NBA pod the other day. He's like a restricted free agent after next year. So they basically can max him out or whatever. And that's why I think he was saying like fuck you, I might not sign your, you know, I don't right. want to be here. Right. Maybe the Knicks were like, well, okay, just see ya. But I mean, what else do they have? <laughs> I mean, they, like, how many times are they going to go all in to clear space to get somebody and whiff? I, I'd argue this is way, way riskier. Like, the Dallas is not, this isn't risky at all. You're like, let's just take a swing for this guy. If we miss, like, no one's going to take give a shit. Well, here's like, what I know. No like, I love Luka Doncic, but I know I can't just win a championship just with him. Like, I need other guys. But also, if I get so if I get Kristoff and Luca, now my team is like a must. They they matter in the in the league and in my market. Carlisle like just just keeps hanging out in the same place, just recycling. Maybe he doesn't get enough credit. It does feel like this could cripple the Knicks guy. Like if they if they become like uh, if they swing and miss this offseason, right, if they clear out, get nobody. Yeah. Wow. But it does feel like in the NBA, you usually have some idea. I love a breaking moment on a podcast. That was good. It, it also well exposed done. it. Might have done it a little early, but. What's that? Oh, we just recorded it. You know? Oh, this yeah, this, this podcast <laughs> recorded on a Thursday to go out on a Friday. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're getting ready. We got yeah. shit to do. People <laughs> to see. Friday. That was, that was good. That's a good breaking news tweet. That is. That is. I liked it. All right, ease.com, use the promo code HAM. Berries, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Use the promo code HAM when you click on the microphone and uh, mybookie.ag and use the promo code HAM there. And uh, let's get back to uh, let's get back to some comments in the iTunes section, John, some questions. Uh, Hit us with hypotheticals, like that. all that stuff. Super Bowl's going to be over. We're going to, you know, we need your help. So get after it. Yep, let's do it. Later. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.